to the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm Alex Scar. This podcast tells the story of high school athletes across the Southland and their transition to colleges around the country. My guest today is Ethan Anderson, senior guard for Fairfax High School in Los Angeles, California. Ethan is a four-year varsity senior for the Lions and has become one of the premier offensive players in the city. His stellar play earned him interest from schools in the Pac-12, but he settled on UNLV to play his college ball. We talked about his relationship with his teammates, his comparisons to Russell Westbrook, and how he keeps his head above water in this hype-filled social media age. Here's our conversation. the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Recruiting Podcast. I'm Alex Scar. I'm here with Ethan Anderson, Senior Guard for Fairfax. Ethan, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You guys just got done with practice, kind of getting back into the new year. First of all, I want to congratulate you committing to UNLV. We just got done talking about you're going to go over there in June. How do you feel? Uh, It feels amazing. I've been working for something my whole life to get a free education in college, and I was able to do it through my dream basketball. So, I'm extremely blessed to be able to have this opportunity. Now, let's get into that just a little bit. Why UNLV? Well, I had a bunch of schools recruiting me, but I was looking for something actually similar to this Fairfax that I had here, a family environment that I can dwell in, the teammates that want to see me succeed and stuff. So I talked to my coach, Marvin Menzies, and the, all the assistants, and I really connected with them the most. It wasn't that they were the best schools, the most wins, or anything like that. It was just a family environment I felt I could succeed in the most. Now, who else was considered during this process? Uh, University of Colorado, Oregon State. Um, those are the main three I brought it down to at the end of the day. And the other two were Pac-12, so people were yeah. saying, oh, those are the Pac-12 schools. They thought I was going to go there. And there were great opportunities. I loved all the coaches, and I really appreciate everybody that recruited me. But I feel like UNLV is just the better choice for me. And a little closer to home, too. Yeah, exactly. So that may kind of make it a little bit easier to yeah, move across. Yeah, my family can see me play. So you and I are both a little too young to remember, like, the running Rebel heyday, Jerry yeah. Tarkanian and all of them. But did that legacy of UNLV kind of help put that in your mind, that this is a cool place to be? Well, yeah, and when they were recruiting me, like, when I went on campus tour, they have Coach Tark and everybody sitting there, and, like, statue of them. And I just wanted, like, they were telling me they wanted to bring back that legacy and have the college town, everybody supporting the Rebels again. So I wanted to be a part of that and maybe just contribute. What's the role that they have for you in mind? Well, the coach told me he definitely needed a point guard because their fifth-year senior point guard is leaving this this year. So he wanted an extension of him on the court. And I'm just looking to help the team however I can. My first year, I learned as much as I can and however I can help the team. All right, let's talk about Fairfax for a second. Three years, you guys have been one of the best teams. You're three years here. This is your fourth year. You've been one of the best teams in the city, but no city titles. How hungry are you guys to get that city title? Oh, even last year we were so hungry we thought we were going to get it but now this year that I've learned from my experience going all three years to the semis of the championship so you can't really look past any team you have to prepare every game even if you think you're going to win in city section like against Westchester our rival you never know like coach Zam is a great coach so I'm always looking to watch film on them I watch film on them all the time now just trying to get the upper hand and all my teammates we want this more than anything we ever wanted in our life so I think we'll be able to do it. 
Nate, talk about your teammates. You've played with Rob McRae for four years. You guys are both four-year varsity players. What's that been like? Oh, Robert McCray is the best team I've ever had because he, he doesn't care about his stats. He can go out there and score zero points, but if he has 10 assists to me or to any of our teammates or whoever succeeds, he's always going to see somebody win, and he's, he's a great defender. He can guard anybody one through five. He's a smart player. He's, like I said, he's unselfish, so he's been great playing with him. Now, if you were a rival scout looking at you like through the TV, what would be a scouting report you would give on yourself? On myself, well, I would say don't let me get the ball at all because if I don't trust the ball, I won't be effective. And I would say don't let me drive and don't let me shoot like off the dribble threes. Now, as a player, kind of knowing the history, you've obviously, like we were talking about earlier, you've played three years on varsity. This is your fourth. What's that Westchester-Fairfax rivalry like? I mean, the stands are packed. The, the atmosphere is just insane. What's that like as a player? Oh, well, my first time playing it, I was so nervous. I think I scored like four points and like four turnovers. And so your first time playing it, there's no way you can just sit there and be comfortable playing with that type of crowd for the first time as a freshman. But now it's my senior year. I'm used to the game. So every literally every possession is like a championship possession, no matter if it's in league or it's an actual championship. Every possession is taken so serious in those games. There's a lot of talent in those games, right. a lot of pressure. So a lot of people in the stands talking, and so you just got to focus and play your game. Now you guys play there. They'll play here. As a senior now, what's going to be your favorite part? My favorite part, I love playing. I love our gym because the rims are better than me. I feel like I can make more shots here. But Westchester, I feel like all odds are against us over there, so I like being an underdog and being able to pull out a win in there. So I'm just going into the fire. Yeah. Now you've played your freshman year. You played under legendary coach Harvey Katani and now Steve Bakes here. He's obviously a great coach. What are some of the differences between those two guys? Uh, well, they're all they're both great coaches. I like to say Steve Bakes is a younger version of Coach Katani. Yeah, Coach Katani has so much experience. I learned probably the most basketball I learned in my life just playing one year with him. Because I was a freshman, I was so young. He taught me. Everything I still use to this day, all the principles of how to become a great player and how consistency, that's Coach Katani's way. And Coach Bate, he allows me to make reads, which requires a very good player and requires you to get better as a player. So I think we're both great coaches. So it's kind of more of like a personal accountability yeah. playing here as a senior for Coach Bake. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm uh, some of the freshmen and sophomores and juniors that look up to me. I just want to be a good example for them, and they all want to get a college scholarship. I just want to be able to help them and Coach Bay gives me the opportunity to teach and practice and direct people and be able to be a good teammate. Now I watched you play against Westchester last year. You were a junior. I thought at the time you were one of the best finishers around the rim that I'd seen in the city section. How have you gotten better since then? Well, there's always something I can improve in. Around the basket, that's my favorite place to be because that's when the, the heart of the defense, they all have to the help. That gives me an opportunity to kick. So this year, I wasn't able to kick as much because say they were slacking off of other players and making them shoot. So this year, I focused on getting to the rim. Not only finishing on their big guy, it was a great big guy, but being able to kick it out to my teammates to get threes and maybe them to drive. But I'm always looking to create contact in the paint and draw more fouls on their big man. Now to a UNLV fan listening to this, what are you going to tell them if they're listening to this podcast thinking, man, Ethan Anderson has been a dog at Fairfax. What can you tell them to kind of reaffirm that, that you're going to come in and ball? Well, UNLV, there's been some struggle around UNLV right now. They're not, the fans aren't as happy as they could be right now. But I'm just, I promise them I'm going to come in and give the program everything I have. I'm going to be a team player, and I'm going to do everything I can to win. Now, who's the best player you've gone up against? The best player? I would probably say R.J. Barrett. 
He's a great player. He's a hell of an athlete. He's fat, bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody. And it was a real challenge for me. I was able to still score some buckets on him, but he's a very good player. He's definitely going to be an NBA player. Now, talking about Fairfax a little bit, there's a lot of talk about the city section, specifically about football. It's kind of gone downhill, right? Used mm -hmm. to football in the city section used to be huge. You know, they talk about the Carsons, the Bannings. They were so good, the Crenshaws. But city section basketball has stayed really, really healthy. And you're at Fairfax, which is one of the most prestigious programs here in L.A. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think about transferring or leaving? Makatani um, actually retired from Fairfax. He, he, he gave us the option that we were going to leave or we were going to stay, but he wanted us to stay to carry on his legacy here. So I never had any second thoughts or anything because Fairfax, this is my home. They took me in as a freshman and taught me so much, so I love Fairfax. So I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. And, yeah, this is your fourth year on varsity. Do you kind of feel like that sense of loyalty? You're going to be a lion forever? Oh, yeah, a lion forever. Even when I go to UNLV, I always come back to Fairfax, give some inspiration to guys that needed here and somebody that needs to look up to. So I'll always be a lion. I imagine the pressure to transfer at some point, you know, maybe some of your buddies transfer or guys you play young ball with, they went on, moved on somewhere else. Did you mm -hmm. kind of feel like there was always kind of a draw. Guys were going to play in Sierra Canyon, to play in modern day. Was there that draw to go to a private school, play somewhere else? But yeah, I've seen several guys do it. They always get transfers from other states and all that. And people have definitely talked to me trying to get me a transfer to a private school. But it's just something about going here with people that struggle and not just live the high life all the time. Like Robert McCray, like you said, he takes like three, four buses just to get here. So something about practicing every day with people that grind and work for their success, I just couldn't imagine myself leaving here. So talk a little bit about that mentality here at Fairfax. You just mentioned McCray. He takes a couple of buses here to get to practice. That's dedication, right? That, that, yeah. that means something to your teammates. What's the mentality in that gym? Well, in this gym, we all have our separate problems off the court. Everybody does. Who doesn't? But we all we play basketball. That's our almost as a scapegoat. So we're in this gym. We're all trying to work our hardest. Like in practice, we're very competitive with each other not just the other teams. Like, we all, we challenge each other in practice. Like, me and Robert go at it all the time. And that's just, I feel, how you get better in practice. If you just cruise around with your teammates in practice, they won't be ready for the big games like Westchester. So I try to go my hardest in practice and make it tough for everybody so when it comes to Westchester game, they'll be used to competing and battling. So we all have a killer mindset in practice. What are some of your goals for this season? Well, for this season, I've I put down my personal goals. I want to win a city championship and soon go on to win a state championship. So I want our team, I wasn't, it was an undefeated season, but as long as we get the city championship, I want our guys to get better. And also want my young guys for me to leave next year, a big goal for me is to have them ready for next year, so them to come in and easily score 20 points a game wherever the team needs next year. So my goal mostly is to inspire the younger kids and to get a city championship. Now, obviously, Westchester, that's the big rival. But is there another game that you guys kind of have circled as that's our big game? we got to prep up for that one. Yeah. Um, well, we definitely have Westchester in the same, almost the same week, so a week's difference. But that's always been our big game. But another game I'm looking forward to, we play um, Wysatch Academy and um, Cerritos College. That's a big game. They're ranked number, I think, 10 in the country. So we're circled that game. We really want to show everybody what we have and we play against them. So a good player on a big stage, what does that feel like? When you're going in, like you mentioned, you're going to go play Wasatch Academy. They're a really good team on a national scale. So you're, mm -hmm. you know, you've been recruited, you're going to UNLV. What does that feel like when you're going in knowing that there are going to be some eyes on you? Well, like I tell people, pressure isn't, it isn't a factor if you work on your game outside of on your own. Because I trust my training. If I 
drive an hour to get here, and then I drive an hour to go work out again, and I work out two, three times a day, and then every day, all day, every week. I'm gonna trust my training. I'm gonna come into every game the same approach. I work on this every day. There's no pressure for me to perform because I do this every day, so it should be routine. So if you think of it as pressure, you probably won't perform as good as you can to maximum your ability. Coach Bay gives me the freedom, the green light, to contribute however I feel fit. So I have the ultimate confidence through Coach Bake and my teammates trust me and the rest of the coaches that trust me. So I just rely on my training and I just go out there and try to do my best. Some of the old school guys kind of complain that the young guys don't just go to the parking ball anymore. You know, they're not out there hooping in their free time. Do you feel like, I mean, you just mentioned you're going to go, you'll go work out after this. You guys just had practice at 8 in the morning, you're going to go work out after this. Do you feel like to be an elite athlete, to go play at the next level, is it necessary to get working on the side? Oh, it's detrimental. If you just work on that practice, that you'll stay as good as just your practice. Because in practice, is not too much time for individual training. So it's mostly team working on plays and executing. So I feel my only reason I'm succeeding is because I put in the work outside the court, not because I'm extremely gifted or I can just came out the room being able to shoot, dribble, pass, and score. I think it's because what I did outside of practice would separated me and enabled me to get a college scholarship. So what are you going to give advice to those freshmen, those guys, the young guys, freshmen, sophomores on this team? What are some pieces of advice as a senior, a four-year player, making that leap, playing in college, that's the goal. What are some pieces of advice you're going to give to them? Well, I will tell them every day they can get better. That's something in the game, even if that's going home and icing your knees because you only get one body. And I would, if I could change something, I'd go back and take care of my body more when I was a freshman instead of just playing, 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 and actually do the rehabilitation side of it. And I would tell them to definitely train, work on stuff, listen to as much sources as you can to know what they're talking about because there's never you can never get too much information. And whenever Coach Baker or anybody talks to you that's your coach or of a higher level, always pay attention, always be a sponge, no matter if you're a senior guard. If I was committed to Duke, I'd still be listening to the people that are influences in my life. They have to stay humble. Do you kind of see that, I mean, with social media taking off, Instagram, Twitter, kids your age can become celebrities at 16, 17 years old. Do you kind of see some guys maybe not taking that, what you're saying, not taking it to heart? You know, they're not listening to the guys ahead of them. They're not being so humble. How do you battle that? Oh, yeah, I've seen hundreds of guys take that hype that they get on social media and put it to their head. And they could have been NBA superstars, but they turned out not to be because they thought they were better than who they are. So I think you just got to, it comes, starts with your parents and what you learned from when you were a kid, just to stay humble. And also, just to listen, when you listen to people, it's not because you think you're better than them, so you just be like, okay, I can easily do that. Say if one of my younger guys sees something that I didn't see on the court, I can say, oh, I'm committed to you, and I'll be out to listen to you. But being a humble guy that I am, I'm going to say, oh, okay, you saw that. I may not have seen it, but I'm going to try to do it the next play. So it all just comes with your mentality and approaching life in a better way. Now you got your chain on. It says No Limit E. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? No Limit E is when I come from a rapper from Chicago, actually. It's No Limit E, and then I put it in my Instagram name when I was in like sixth grade. And then my, um, my travel ball coach started calling me No Limit because on the court, he saw there was no limit to my game. I could do whatever it takes for the team to win. It was rebound, pass, shoot, get steals, play defense, whatever it was. So the name just stuck with me, and that's what they call me. Every great player needs a nickname, so I think you're well on your way. (laughs) All right, we got a couple more simple, quick, like, first thing you can think of questions. What are you most excited for in Vegas? Vegas? I think playing in the Thomas and Mack Center in the huge stadium where they play the summer league, I think that's a special place to play at. 
I think I'll cherish every game I play there. Now, what NBA player are you most like? I'm most like. I try to be. I try to be like Westbrook. Not in terms. I'm not as quick or as fast as him, but then in terms of that mentality of getting to the rim, passing the ball well, rebounding the ball well, and just being a natural leader and just be whatever the team needs. So, you watch Westbrook, I'm sure. I mean, you, when you watch him on TV. The big gripe that everybody has about Russell Westbrook, he pads stats. Steals rebounds from his teammates. He makes really tough passes to try to force assists. But when you watch him as a player, a guy you kind of compare yourself to, what do you see? Well, I see a guy that's trying to do whatever it takes to win because he hasn't had a, won a championship. And he's had teams where Kevin Durant left, and he was almost by himself. And you had to give him credit. He's, even if they're saying he's padding stats, he's, he's filling the stats. He's doing what he can to win. And I think going for every as a guard going for rebounds that extremely helps the team that takes the pressure off the big man the big man's not the only one you only have one big man rebounding that's how we lose we don't we don't get rebounds and then assists if you're always trying to get the ball to your teammates it's always a good thing try to um, get your teammates involved in the game and he scores the ball that well he gets to the rim so i just see a dog when he's out there playing and i think another rap against him is he's kind of a bad teammate right paul george came in he could have left after this year, but he decided to stick around. And I don't think if, if Russell Westbrook was a bad teammate, Paul George would have left, mm -hmm. right? But he sticks around. So as a senior guard here, I mean, you like you mentioned, being humble earlier, you could have been kind of a bad guy. You could have been a ball first guy. You could have been me. I'm going to drive. I'm going to take 30 shots a game. But as the, kind of the ebb and the flows of games go, if you notice your shot's not on, what does your game kind of translate into? Oh, there's always going to be games. No matter how, if you're Michael Jordan, you're going to have some games where your shot may not be falling. And that's really important. You can really tell what type of player somebody is, is when their game is off, when their shot's not falling. Not when everybody, when somebody's hot, we're always going to look good. But when your shot's off, you can tell what type of player they are. When my shot's off, I tell my teammates, okay, guys, I can't, I can't make shots today. So I'm going to get you guys involved. I'm going to play defense. Let me guard the best guy. Let me, I'm going to rebound. I'm going to box out every play. I'm going to make the extra pass. Still don't second-guess your shots. Still shoot the ball when you're open, but mostly try to get your teammates involved. All right, final question. Fairfax dunk contest. Who wins? With the team right now? Yeah. Me. I'm going to down. Is anybody even close? Uh, Ronald Mitchell's close. But you're going to run and going away? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to win it, yeah. All right, so to put the dunk contest to bed, let's say Ronald's right behind you. You guys had two dunks, and they were real close. What's your finishing dunk? What are you going to? Um, probably an alley-oop windmill. That's nasty. <laughs> All right, Ethan, thank you so much, man. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time. The Westchester game is going to be one of the best games. Insane. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Thank you for sitting down with me, man. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it.